You are listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, a podcast for survivors of suicide loss. In this weekly podcast, you will learn more about your unique experiences and gain insights on your brain and how it processes grief and loss due to a loved one's suicide. While suicide grief comes in all shapes and sizes, Amy shows you that you still can have a life full of joy and fulfillment even though your loved one died. You don't have to just survive anymore. You can thrive. You are listening to the Survive to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, episode 31, My Thoughts on Grief. Hey guys, how are you? Hope you're doing well today. I am super excited. I am going to Puerto Rico to visit some friends. Super stoked about that. So by the time this podcast gets put out there, I will already be back. So anyway, I am just so looking forward to the break and just going to the Caribbean. I just love the Caribbean. It's one of my favorite places. I've never been to Puerto Rico, but I have some good friends there and I'm just taking advantage of it and I'm super excited to go. Anyway, I hope you're all doing well. I have been thinking a lot about grief and I've been thinking about the stages of grief and I think all of us understand and know them, the denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And I think we all understand that these five stages are really part of the framework that makes up our learning to live with the one we lost, right? They're tools to really help us understand what we may be feeling and why we're feeling it. And and it's really super interesting because I think a lot of people feel like, that this grief thing starts in a linear way. We have to start with the denial and then it turns into anger and then bargaining and depression and then acceptance. But the truth is it's not linear. Okay. In fact, I saw this graph. It was really quite interesting. It was these stages that were all in order and they had these colorful circles and each colorful circle represented one of the stages of grief and they were all displayed in a linear line if you can picture it and it says on the top it labels it stages of grief right and then it says in then it has another piece to the second part and it shows all of those colors mixed together and it was labeled reality and I really liked it because what it meant to show and what it was displaying is that, you know, there's going to be stages of grief throughout the whole process, but they're all going to be intermixed, right? They're going to be mingling with one another. You might feel anger in the morning and then feel denial in the afternoon, right? You might feel acceptance shortly after and then denial six months later, okay? And it's really interesting because I feel like a lot of people feel like that there's supposed to be a way, that there's supposed to be some sort of process, that there's like steps you have to go through in order to grieve properly. But the truth is that grief is going to be super unique to everyone, right? And it's going to take into account all of these little pieces, right? So for example, It's going to take into consideration your relationship with the one you lost. Okay. It's going to take into consideration your personality. It's going to take into consideration 
your religious background. Okay. It's going to take in consideration your family dynamics, right? There's going to be a lot of different pieces to that grief process that are going to play a part. Okay. Now, these emotions that we're going to be feeling aren't necessarily all going to be directed towards the one we lost, right? Maybe you feel anger, okay? And maybe you're not angry with the person that died, but you could potentially be angry with someone else, okay? I know for me, that's what came up for me, is I felt a lot of anger towards other people, okay? And it was one of those interesting things because I felt a lot of guilt and a lot of shame for feeling anger towards other people when I felt like I really should be spending this time processing the loss of my sister. But what I learned was that was actually normal and it's actually part of the process. So while it didn't show up in a way where it was directed towards my specific loss, it was still a part of it, if that makes any sense to you. So what I'm trying to say is that grief is going to be unique to every single one of us, okay? And it's totally normal and it's totally okay. My other thought on grief, and this is something that has been what's the word, realized, I suppose, after becoming a coach, okay, is that when we're going through the grief process, we're going to be feeling a lot of different emotions through it, okay? So for example, if we're in denial, okay, we might be feeling like confused, we might be feeling frustrated, we might be feeling simply like guilt, we might be feeling a lot of guilt and shame around it, okay? And those kinds of things will contribute to going through the process of denial in that stage, okay? Or for example, if you're feeling depressed, okay, it might be sadness, it might be you feel unmotivated, it might be that you just feel really down. Like maybe you're just feeling numb. Okay. And that can contribute to the stage of depression. Okay. So there's a lot of little sub emotions that you're feeling as you are going through these different stages. Okay. Now as a coach, and I didn't learn this as I was going through the stages of grief, but what I do now know is how connected our emotions are in, to the way we are thinking. So when I was like going through the process, I always felt like it was directly related to my sister dying by suicide and that all of these emotions were coming up because of that. And that is because that is the way we naturally operate. We feel like we are at the mercy of what is happening around us, right? What other people are doing and what other people are saying and the things that are going on in the world and all of that. And we feel like we're at that mercy, right? And because we do feel that we're at that mercy, we feel like we don't have any control over how we're feeling because of what situations and circumstances we find ourselves in. But the truth is that it isn't connected to our circumstances, right? It's all connected to 
the way that we're thinking and the thoughts that we're choosing to think. Okay. Now this shows up throughout the whole entire grieving process, right? So for example, if I'm thinking to myself that I'm feeling, I'm thinking to myself that I can't believe my sister did this to me. Why would she do something like this to me? Why would she leave us all in such a pickle? Why would she do this to our mom? Why would she do this to our dad? Why would she do this to her boyfriend, right? And if I start thinking thoughts like that about my sister, then it's going to create the emotion of anger, right? And it's really interesting because it's not the actual fact that she died by suicide that's creating the anger. It's the way I'm thinking about it, the way I'm choosing to think about it. Okay. You with me? So for example, instead of thinking all of those thoughts, I could choose to think that she was in a really bad way that she just really didn't know what to do. She just felt overwhelmed. She was extremely sad. She just was in a lot of pain and now she's feeling so much better and, you know, she's in a better place. I could be thinking then the natural consequence is I'm going to feel different emotions. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? So for example, if you are in the process of going through the stage of grief, say, denial, right? And you're thinking to yourself, why would my sister do this? I can't believe, you know, that she would even be capable. I just don't understand. I'm so confused. She was happy. You know, we were planning Thanksgiving together. It just doesn't make any sense, right? If you're thinking thoughts like that, then of course you're going to be feeling emotions in the denial process, in the denial stage, right? You're going to be feeling confusion. You're going to be feeling things like that. But if you were to think differently about it, instead, if you were to choose to think things like, it's just so sad that she felt that low and things like that, then if you're thinking thoughts like that, then you're going to feel a little bit more compassion again, right? So I think what the point I'm trying to make here, and I'm not saying that any of those things should be traded for the other, it's just understanding and acknowledging that our emotions and our feelings that we're feeling are simply connected to the way that we're thinking. And this happens throughout the entire stages of grief. Okay. Now, what's great about this and what's so important and what is life changing in my opinion is when you learn that your thoughts, okay, are essentially chosen by anything you choose. Okay. So once you understand that you're able and you have the freedom to choose the way that you think about things, it is the most empowering thing, right? And when you're going through the stages of grief, if you understand this piece, even though you may be thinking those thoughts, which is totally fine. But if you understand that you get to choose what you're thinking about helps you to get through the process. Okay. It helps you to get through it. You understand that, Hey, you know what? My brain is doing this. It's a natural process. I am 
the one that gets to control my brain. I'm the one that gets to choose the way I think about this. And maybe I want to choose to be sad today. Okay. But there's something about having the ability to have that type of control over what you're thinking and how you're feeling is so empowering. And it helps to soften the stage as you're going through it. So if you're going through this angry stage and it's all these anger thoughts, angry thoughts that you're thinking about, okay, just knowing that you're choosing all these angry thoughts is actually an incredible concept. It's such an incredible idea because what other people do, including the loved one that chose to die by suicide, there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing. You have no control over it. It's in the past, right? That is a circumstance. It's a fact. Everybody would agree your loved one died by suicide, okay? But it's you who gets to choose what to think about it, okay? Nobody else gets to tell you, okay? The world doesn't get to describe it to you, okay? No amount of psychologists or psychiatrists or therapists or, you know, authors or grief experts or any of that gets to decide that for you. You get to decide that for you. You get to choose how you think about it, okay? And I really feel like it's such an important concept to understand. And once you do get it and you do understand this, it helps to get through those stages of grief. So if you are newly grieved, I just want to say I feel so much compassion for you. I understand where you are and how you are feeling. I even have days even now, okay? My sister's been gone since 2017, and we're moving towards six years since her passing. And even now, sometimes I go through some of these stages. And so, but I think what's really important to know is that it softens over time. It softens once you understand how much control you truly do have over how you're thinking about it. And it does soften when you deliberately choose thoughts that serve you. Okay. You get to decide, you get to choose, you get to think about what it is, what way to think about it is going to serve you best, your family best, your surviving family members best, right? What's going to serve the loved one that you lost the best. Okay. You get to decide all of that. All right. Okay. My friends, this one was short and sweet. I hope you enjoy it. I will be back to you next week. I've got some exciting things coming up. I've got a new free training that I'm going to be doing here in the next month. And I'll share more news and information about that at our next, during the next podcast. And if you haven't had a chance, please Sign up on my website to receive my weekly newsletter where I send some thoughts and things on a weekly basis. And they're just little short, easy read, positive thoughts. So I hope you'll take advantage of it. So go to my website, www.survived-2-thrive.com. And I will see you next time. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends and write a review on iTunes. 
Also, check out survived-to-thrive.com for more information and to subscribe to get the podcast's latest episode, along with useful tips you can begin to use immediately to feel better, directly sent to your inbox. Thank you.